Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Path. <laughs> what is up, everybody? It is Froth here, Thought Eater Podcast, Thought Eater Blog. Hope you're doing well and having a great weekend, and uh, appreciate you listening as always. It's been an interesting weekend for me. I went to the rainy Georgia game yesterday. Uh, rainy, cold, kind of brutal conditions, but. Uh, we managed to win the game, but it was ugly. It was ugly. So nice to be, you know, clean and warm. <laughs> Last night was a, we were kind of a wreck. Had the little girl, she she was at her limit um, after a while out in that. So, but anyway, a win is a win. So, yeah, so if you've listened to my Sunday podcast before, usually I'm talking about my night below game, but we've put that on pause. Um, think it is good sometimes if you're hitting kind of a wall rather than just let your game die, maybe switch it up do something a little bit different. Um, and so we're taking a pause on it and getting ready to run kind of a mini campaign. I, I anticipate it running maybe 20 sessions or so, um, doing some, Horror comedy, 1980s horror comedy set at college using Savage Worlds, doing a spin on East Texas University. So, calling it Froth University. It'll still be East Texas in the game, but that's the name of the that's the name of the uh, the campaign for for my players and everything. So, thought I would talk a little bit about how I'm preparing for this 1980s horror comedy college game and. Hopefully it'll be interesting to y'all. You know, just on 5-Minute Friday this last week, I was talking about my biggest, what I consider my biggest weakness as a GM, and that is procrastinating. Not just procrastinating in prep, but procrastinating just setting up the game, doing things last minute. I'm determined not to do that with this. A lot of stuff has to happen from getting stuff set up on the, the table and just preparing uh, for different adventures and everything else. And, um, but uh, the reason I mentioned that uh, that five minute Friday, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and check it out. You know, it's only five minutes long, but still uh, hoping some anchorites and other listeners that maybe use the anchor app might want to call in and and let me know what you consider your biggest GM weakness. I've gotten a lot of call ins and comments on social media so far, so I think next week, you know, I'm going to do a show. You know, people sharing what they consider their biggest weakness. And I think it's going to be really interesting. And ironically, I think it might be more helpful to people to hear than someone just giving you GM advice. I think uh, a lot of interesting answers, I would say. Um, and so it kind of, I think, will we'll help everyone. You know, anybody could get something out of it by listening to what other people are, are struggling with and talking a little bit about that. So go back and check that out if you haven't. But... Anyway, so well, the first thing I wanted to talk about is how do you even prepare for a comedy game? You know, uh, there are lots of games out there for all kinds of genre, like sci-fi, horror, and everything else. But not a ton of comedy games. You know, you might think of like Tune or something. And part of that is because no matter what tone you try to set, players tend to kind of <laughs> turn things into comedies on their own. You know what I mean? There's that meme where... Uh, you know, you start the campaign like this, and it's like a picture of Lord of the Rings, and, and then it ends up like this, and it's, you know, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So, 
players don't always need any help uh, bringing that comedic element. But, you know, you hear lots of filmmakers and actors and everybody talking about how comedy is, is the toughest thing to do out of, out of every kind of, you know, movie or tone or whatever. And I have a lot of respect for the great, you know, old school kings of comedy like, you know, Milton Berle and Mel Brooks and, you know, old Woody Allen, you know, when they would write for TV or whatever, and these guys could get in the, a room together and come up with hundreds of jokes in just a couple of hours. You know, it's just, it's hard to even fathom that kind of level of comedic talent. Um, uh, Rodney Dangerfield is another example of someone that could just write jokes, you know, and uh, it's a talent that few people have. I think it's probably more rare than being a, you know, concert pianist or it, it's something that you, you don't really, you can maybe get better with practice, but it's a, it's just an innate, you know, it's just something some people have. It's not something you can, you know, a lot of people could practice all their life and they're never going to be able to do that, you know? So where do you even start? Well, you know, like I mentioned, luckily, you know, my players and I'm sure a lot of other people's players are going to turn something into a comedy anyway. So you got that going for you. The other thing is kind of just, you know, setting, setting a tone. And I don't mean, you know, leaving banana peels laying around or forcing it too much, but you know, this game is set in the eighties and the eighties were a great time for comedies involving young people, whether it's high school, college, whatever else there supernatural comedies. There are so many, uh, it was like the heyday of, uh, you know, even if you just take just John Hughes output alone, you would, you know, maybe look at it as the, the, uh, you know, the great heyday of, of youth comedies. And so as, you know, as it's set in that time period, um, and with those kind of games and those kind of movies and shows or whatever, influencing the game, I'm able to, you know, with a lot of the NPCs, I'll be able to have a lot of them influenced, you know, directly by, by characters from other, other comedy movies. So you think about, you know, classic teachers from, from, from those movies, you know, and immediately some will pop in your mind, uh, you know, whether they're, you know, dim-witted teachers or teachers that were out to get the, the, uh, protagonists or whatever, as well as, um, um, the police officers, you know, because there are, you know, police officers in this game, obviously. And, and, you know, you think about some of the, the movies back then, you know, not everyone's inept, you know, they're good teachers in some of these movies, good, good cops. I don't mean it to sound that way, but you know, these kind of larger than live characters that are always already established in comedies, I can utilize some of that into the game and you know that will just i think help reinforce that comedic tone you know having something familiar for them to hang their hats on it'll make the npcs you know really easy to size up and play off of you know but the main way that i think i can bring comedy into the game is really and it'll be really the players doing it is savage worlds has a great mechanic they're called hindrances now, there are faults in other games like, uh, you know, uh, 5e even has where you can say your flaw or whatever, you know. But even in, in 5e, even the flaws tend to sometimes tend towards the heroic, you know. But not so in Savage Worlds. Your hindrances are things like, you know, bad eyesight and, uh, 
Um, you know, uh, one of them is uh, uh, thin-skinned. I've got one player that wants to play kind of a Marty McFly type, and you, you know, you remember in and those uh, Back to the Future movies that anytime someone called him Chicken, you know, he was in, he couldn't resist, you know, a dare or um, you know reacting to that. There, there's a whole hindrance, you know, called thin skin. Where and so what I, these hindrances and everything, these flaws, as opposed to say in Five E, these have like mechanical things attached to them. Not just in, you know, like kind of punishments or, you know, bad things that can happen, but also they get rewarded for using them. So they're encouraged, in other words, to use these hindrances. And these, a lot of these hindrances are just naturally lend themselves towards comedy. So uh, putting together the, the characters and everything, the kind of pre-gens to get them started, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of these hindrances are going to lead to a lot of funny stuff. So... You know, between the uh, the player's natural tendency towards comedy, between uh, kind of familiar NPCs that are influenced or inspired by, you know, classic 80s comedies, and then the whole hindrance mechanic, I think that the whole tone is set there, you know, for a lot of comedic elements to come out. I'm pretty excited about it. going to take a brief break, and then I'm going to come back and talk to you about some of the pre-gen characters that they've already gotten together and some of the other prep that I'm doing. And now, a word from our sponsors. Okay, so in setting this up, I um, I wanted to be able to get kind of straight into the game. So I'm starting them with pre-gens, um, but they, they, you know, they quickly are able to customize them themselves as they kind of advance through the game. But I wanted some strong kind of stereotypical archetypes. And I, I talked about this a little bit before in the prep, but I ended up settling on, uh, you know, nerd is one of them. Nerd, jock, you know, frat boy, frat or sorority girl, uh, you know, or jock or cheerleader. Um, kind of the, the burnout, stoner, slacker, you know, uh, there's the local slash, or that could be also an army brat. East Texas University is kind of set towards like a military installation. Um, uh, old guy on campus, like Ronnie Dangerfield, and then like the young guy on campus. You know, there's there's that's a little little of that and uh, uh, real genius and Revenge of the Nerds and kind of like a Doogie Howser type thing. Uh, so those are the ones that I. I think that's all of them. Those are like the ones that I've, Oh, and a teen journalist I put in as well. And, uh, so some of the players have already, you know, chosen what they want to do. I've got one that's playing, uh, you know, Chewy Chinooski. That's like a, um, a spin on Blutarski, you know, from, uh, uh, Belushi's character from animal house. Uh, one player I mentioned already kind of wants to play like one kind of based off of Marty McFly, more or less. I'm making that kind of like a local and, uh, one wanting to play like off of Molly Ringwald, like a Molly Ringwald, um, breakfast club influenced. So that, that will be like a preppy sorority girl, kind of rich snob type deal. And I've got one player that's wanting to play a nerd, um, and, uh, another wanting to play the, you know, the young prodigy, you know, kind of young, young man on campus, you know, child prodigy type thing. So that, that's what, what kind of what we have so far. So 
it's been fun kind of putting the, those together and kind of coming up with those hindrances and the kind of stereotype, uh, you know, stereotypical uh, skeletons of the, you know, what the characters will become uh, for them to play off of. So pretty excited about that. It looks like we're going to have some, a lot of fun, fun characters. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing what the other, other people pick, but so prepping online, you know, there's, there's a really good Savage World framework already in, in Roll20. You can deal the cards out and it does all the rolls and stuff for you. And that's helpful because it, you know, I won't have to do as much teaching of the system as I would if I was running it just at a face-to-face -face table because a lot of the rolls and all that kind of stuff is built in. So um, really helpful as far as, uh, and this was something I wanted to talk just briefly about, like how do you teach uh, a group of players that you know many of whom have never you know encountered the game before you know how do you teach it to them you know some systems you know you may feel like you have to kind of get into the rules uh, a lot other systems you know are so simple you might just say look just tell me what your character does and we'll just kind of adjudicate it as we go and don't worry about your character sheet or anything like that and and so I think that the, I will just be kind of giving them the ba very basics about you know, what roles they, they do, um, you know, how, um, healing and, and damage works and then let the rest of it just kind of come out and, and play. Um, I really want in this game to be focused on the role play on, on playing your character and not worried so much about, um, the technical mechanics and you can get away with that a little in this setting, maybe more than other, you know, if I was playing a sci, you know, sci-fi savage worlds with riffs or some of the stuff that's got tons of vehicles, tons of weapons and all these kind of options, you'd have to spend more time talking about the mechanics with this. It's, it's almost like a, kind of like a call of Cthulhu in some ways where it's not a ton of tactical, I don't anticipate a ton of super technical tactical type combat and things you know there will be combat obviously but it's not where you have to get on the ins and outs of all these little exceptions and mechanics and everything um i think we can do it as we go but uh one great thing about this setting is uh, there's a lot of kind of handouts and um props and, and stuff like that built into it. You know, there's great maps of the campus and some of the buildings and stuff, but there's also, you know, like a welcome letter, like you would get for college. So I've already sent the players out this welcome letter that kind of sets up the first adventure, you know, you know, so they've gotten their welcome, their official acceptance letter to, to, uh, to froth university. And, uh, there's all kinds of other good stuff that will be coming out in, in the game. So props and handouts and things like that are, 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 excellent no matter what system you use. So there's some good stuff for that in this. Uh, there's also some other things that, that kind of tend, you know, will lend themselves towards a, a kind of a comedy game. Um, you know, you have to take exams a couple times a semester. So there's kind of that schoolwork thing going on. At the same time, um, players are able to choose extracurricular activities. Um, Savage Worlds has this kind of interlude system where it allows players to, you know, talk about what their characters are doing or give you a story from their past and, and little things like that to, to gain bonuses 
that can help kind of flesh out things that I think will lend itself towards some comedy. And then even with the players that will have a vehicle, uh, you know, the vehicles have a, some kind of quirk, something that's wrong with them, you know, that you determine. And, uh, so, you know, even down to the vehicles that you, you have potential there for, for something funny to happen. Um, there's something else that I wanted to mention along these lines. Oh, the other thing I like is being set in the, in the eighties. Uh, it's going to be able to allow it, you know, first of all, I've, I've talked before about how I've got a lot of one hit wonders and 1980s music can load onto the table that I'll, I'll be able to utilize. Uh, but also that kind of lack of technology, you know, there's no internet, there's no cell phones. So that should play into it and, and kind of give it a different feel than something else setting up, you know, in truly modern times would have. And I, I think that's great for, for horror movies, you know, because there's so many horror movies that would have basically been spoiled if someone had a cell phone or easy access to, a, uh, the internet or whatever. So anyway, I don't want to give any huge spoilers or anything before you know we start playing but um there are there's kind of a overarching uh campaign story that goes on with this and then there are a lot of little one page sort of uh episodic little adventures to sprinkle in as they go through the different you know um years of college so uh, I'm pretty excited. It's going to have a, t I told them the tone is going to be somewhere, you know, like Ghostbusters meets the paper chase meets, um, meets ghoulies, you know, meets, uh, um, St. Elmo's fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped up about it. So, uh, we're an anticipating starting that first weekend in November, so I'll have a whole nother week or so, a uh, couple weeks of prep. I'm going to be out of town next week. So, um, I'll be in, you know, waiting on getting the rest of the, the characters, um, picks for their character and doing a lot of just set up on the, the roll 20 side, as far as, um, more maps going ahead and uploading some music and, and having it just all ready to go. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's pretty exciting and I hope you, you know, I hope I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be talking too much in detail about, you know, mechanics every session. Uh, you know, so I think I'm going to be talking more about <clears throat> just the story and what happens and everything. So hopefully this will be interesting to you, whether you're, you know, anything about Savage Worlds or even dislike it, you know, I, I hope that, uh, you'll find it entertaining to hear the storyline and, you know, the story that we build together. So anyway, that's what I've got for you this week. Um, uh, like I mentioned, if you, if you want to check out the five minute Friday about your greatest GM weakness, leave a message on the anchor app. I'm trying to put the show together for a, a follow-up show for that next week. So I'd love to hear from you. You can also email me frothsoft, frothsof at gmail.com. Check out the blog frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com. Want to give a big thank you to the folks back me on Patreon. Really appreciate y'all's support. Thank you so much. If anyone else is interested in backing me, it's only a dollar a month. You can just set it up to where, you know, a dollar comes out of your account every every month and goes into the old froth tip jar. 
I'd love the support. If you're interested, you go to patreon.com forward slash thought eater. I think that is all I have for you. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time on Hump Day Bloggerama. Logan, let's go. Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Boom, 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 boom,